Okay, I guess I should finally Up do my... next, will they, won't they? The workplace sitcom where everyone is secretly in love with each other. I'm sorry, what? Strange new takes. I'm your host, Nash Karnik, and this week it's just me on the pod. And I will be sharing a recap of the sixth episode of the fourth season of Star Trek Lower Decks, Bart Ferengi's Heart Place. Uh, as usual, don't forget to follow us on social media. We're at Strange New Takes on all your favorite social media platforms. And do me a solid and give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts that helps us appear just a little bit higher when people search for a Star Trek podcast. And also, I'll be spoiling a bunch of Star Trek stuff this week. So make sure that you watch the episode. Uh, make sure you watch all of Star Trek. Maybe I'll make some random other references to random stuff that you may or may not have watched. So just you've been warned now. There's spoilers here. Before I get to anything else, I should mention, I don't have co-hosts this week because there have been some life events in our group. Mostly good. Not bad, just uh, some that were like kind of mediocre, you know, kind of kind of mid to use a Gen Z parlance. And as a result, people are busy and I am recruiting new co-hosts as well. So I know some of my friends listen to this. You know who you are. Uh, maybe some of you listen to this and you don't really consider yourself my friend, in which case you would be even a better fit for this podcast and my friends. this I don't know if I've said this on the air before, but this podcast kind of started as an excuse to get together with people I was close to, talk Star Trek, get closer to those people. So if you're somebody out there who does or does not know me, it really doesn't matter, but you listen, you're interested, and you're like, man, these guys could use my perspective. Or maybe you're sitting there being like, I have opinions. Or maybe you're sitting there being like, I don't have any opinions at all. It really doesn't matter. Just uh, write in and let me know that you want to join the pod. You can you could write to one of our social media tags. You can if you know me, you can you can text me or email me or whatever, uh, and we'll we'll we can have a short conversation about whether you'd be a good fit to be a co-host. Uh, that'll be mostly you deciding whether you'd be a good fit. I'm pretty sure anybody who listens to this would probably be a good fit on the pod. So uh, yeah, just write in if you're interested, and we can go from there. All right. Well, as I mentioned before, we're talking about Parth Ferengi's Heart Place, sixth episode of the fourth season of Star Trek Lower Decks. It first aired on the 5th of October, 2023. I am the one who procrastinated on getting this episode out in a timely way, so it's been almost a week since it aired. It was written by Colin Crawford and was directed by Brandon Williams. Here's the episode summary from Memory Alpha. The Cerritos visits the Ferengi homeworld with the prospect of the Ferengi joining the Federation. And we always start with strange new takes. So here's mine. Uh, number one, the brain is really complicated, yo. It is, man, it's really weird. Uh, there's a great uh, set of stories about how people sometimes have their two sides of their brain, right and left, kind of doing different things. So they're, they're almost like they're different people. Uh, and it kind of works strangely. It's very strange. So go learn about that if you want your mind kind of messed with a little bit. If you're like, man, my brain just won't listen to the logic. It might be because you have two different people in your head, literally. Uh, and some of us still can't, even if we have just the one person in our head, we still can't get the logic center to override the emotions. But anyway, 
with Star Trek, my strange new take is it is really nice to have more legacy Star Trek. I hate that term, but still legacy Star Trek characters and actors show up. It's really kind of cool. I would have never expected Rom to show up in an episode. and It's kind of neat uh, to have that happen. So, all right. Well, I'm going to keep the discussion of this episode relatively short because honestly, it's just going to be me. So you're going to be subjected to a ton of my voice and my opinions. And I don't know if I need to kind of drain the ocean. What I will start with, though, is that the name of this episode, Bart Ferengi's Heart Place, is a deep cut reference to a horror parody from England called Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. It's created by one of my favorite British comics, Richard Ayode. He Ayode, he was in um, the IT crowd, and it also starred Matt Berry, Matthew Holness, Alice Lowe. So. Uh, it's supposed to be, I haven't actually watched this particular thing, but if Richard's involved in making it and starring in it, I'm sure it's freaking fantastic. So uh, great reference there from Lower Decks. Now, this episode kind of has three plots, and we have the one where the Admiral and the Captain are, are negotiating with Grand Nagus Rom. He hasn't been deposed yet. And we also have uh, Mariner and Boimler, and and Tendi and Rutherford on the surface. So I guess we have four plots technically. And just to dispense with the Boimler one first, like he he sits and he watches TV all day instead of checking out and writing a tourist guide about the planet, about uh, the Ferengi planet. And uh, is it called Ferenginar? What's the what's the planet called? Is it called the planet Ferengi? It's uh, I, I don't know what what it's called. It's let's see, Ferenginar. I was right. So he's supposed to write this this guide about Ferenginar, but he gets to the hotel, finds the TV, and just watches TV. It's pretty cool. They have these, like, made-up Ferengi TV shows, and I always kind of love in-universe, like, TV shows. Uh, here they have, like, a detective show. They have, like, a court show. And the detective show actually reminded me about how Man in the High Castle had a version of that in their world. It's kind of dystopian and and not not like funny but it's it's kind of interesting to see how like culture has evolved in universe you know and i think that's what you get when you get these like in universe tv shows you get to kind of see how culture has evolved which apparently the ferengi detective culture a lot like human 70s detective culture you'd have never you'd have never guessed how that happened maybe someday we'll get an explanation of how how that happened but uh, pretty amusing stuff and then we have Tendi and Rutherford with their literal will they or won't they. I mean, at this point, like, come on, y'all. Uh, and, and that's, I mean, the show is literally putting them in a place of like, okay, you gotta, you gotta like be together now. Let's pretend. And everyone's laughing at them. And they're like, no, we're not together, but we're great at pretending to be together. Ha ha, wink, wink. And it's, it's a lot of hijinks and just a lot of laughs. Um, I love the Star Trek bar on Ferenginar or, or the Starfleet bar. I bet like a lot of us watching were like, I would go to a place like that tomorrow. <laughs> and and then, you know, remembering that, yes, Star Trek The Experience did exist in Vegas once upon a time. It is sadly no longer, but uh, maybe if if Paramount survives this whole strike situation, maybe we can we can lobby for a Starfleet bar for real. And like three of us would go there every night and then it would close again because it didn't have enough business. 
or maybe if the Paramount execs did their job and made Star Trek as popular as it should be, maybe it would work. Although, although that Star Trek Battle Cruiser, Star Wars Battle Cruiser didn't work either. Did you all hear about this? That there was this um, hotel that was like supposed, like you, the the thing was like, you you have to pretend you're on a battle cruiser in Star Wars. Great idea. Apparently priced ridiculously, not particularly well executed, and closed like a few months after it opened. Um, yeah. I, would you would y'all would y'all do like a like a cosplay for a few days in a hotel like if you were like you are now entering the enterprise would you like pretend for like three days i feel like i could do it if i didn't know anybody who was all there with me you know if it's all strangers i think i could do it but if i if i like knew people it would be too weird like if adam went there with me actually no adam and i would probably get up to some hijinks but but everybody else basically if we were there together, we would, um, it would just be awkward. I wouldn't be able to keep a straight face while being like, we should go to the mess hall. And wow, it sounds like we've gone to warp. Red alert battle stations. I don't know what my battle station is, so I'll go back to my quarters. Also, with my luck in this uh, extravaganza hotel, I'd probably be assigned like the Wesley role. So I'd have to wear like weird skin tight outfits that would be really uncomfortable and unflattering. So... Yeah, I, I think I'll skip the uh, the Star Trek hotel. Anyway, Tendi and Rutherford did not skip the hotel. They did not skip the Starfleet restaurant. They had to get into several uncomfortable, hilarious situations before they went back blissfully to being wink-wink platonic friends on the Cerritos. On the other hand, I, I really like the Mariner plot. She's, she's kind of hanging out with this Ferengi friend and kind of trying to, like, prove something to herself. And now I'm in my late 30s. I, I think some of y'all listening, probably younger or older. That's kind of how life works. People are younger and older than you usually, unless you're like a baby. But even then, if you're like a minute old baby, there are some less than minute old babies. So like, there's always someone younger and older than you, I would imagine. Unless you are a baby at the dawn of civilization. Like it's there's an atom and a baby. Then there's no other babies. It's just the, the one atom and the baby. But there probably wasn't a baby at the Big Bang, so this is probably pointless. Although in 2004, the star is born with a baby, so I, I don't know, y'all. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to go with there's usually someone older or younger than you. And if you are older or uh, if you're older than me, typically, um, you will maybe feel the, hey, I used to do this in college, so it must be fun, right? Let's go try doing that again. Let's live it up like the old days. And then you remember why you stopped doing that stuff, or you realize that, wow, I'm super out of practice with this thing that I used to do. And then probably you're either sore or hung over the next day, and it's all like awful. And you're like, wow, I really can't do that anymore. Not quite the lesson Mariner takes, but uh, I feel like that was her thing. She's like, I used to be a rebel. I'm going to be a rebel again. And her Ferengi buddy, who she used to party with, is kind of like, whoa, Mariner, you're kind of it's a little extra. And, and Mariner's like, no, I'm going to start a big fight. And then gets kicked out of the bar, like throws up a bunch. Again, hilarious hijinks in some ways before they end up at the Dominion War Memorial, which, like, again, just love, like, Adam loves to say how, like, Lower Decks loves to shine a light on how dumb Star Trek is about kind of giving, like, 
how, how Star Trek kind of is dumb about kind of diving so deep into one characteristic. So of course, the Dominion War Memorial in Ferenginar is about the lost profits for each person. Uh, very funny, very funny stuff. I love that little bit of lore there. And Mariner has this kind of heartfelt moment with her Ferengi buddy, uh, who has a name, by the way, uh, which I'm going to tell you in like a moment once I figure out what it is. You can see I did my impeccable research for this uh, for this episode. Um, I think, is it Jeef? Is it Dar? No, Jeef and, and Dar are some of the characters, other Ferengi characters. Kimp, that's right, Kimp. And we've seen Kimp before. He was in like, he's been in a couple of other episodes of uh, Lower Decks as well. Famously in the episode Envoys, he pretended to be a human who attacked, or Ferengi who attacked Boimler and Boimler kind of took him out and felt very special. So anyway, Kimp is back and um, Kimp convinces Mariner to like grow up a bit and, and move on with her life. And again, I think we've got to like understand that this is the first time Mariner has had a uh, a CEO in like Ransom, weirdly, who truly believes in her and is not going to give up on her and is, is just going to like really try to mold her into the officer she can be. It's really weird to have this like total creepster be the one to be helping her in this way. Uh, there's also been some talk in the episode discussion thread on Reddit about shipping Mariner and Ransom, which... Yeah, a little creepy. I mean, maybe like Ransom before all this creepy shit, maybe I would have been kind of okay with that. But like, it's just Ransom is just a little weird. Anyway, but I I just love how we're get, continuing to get Mariner growing into her seniority, how she's finally moving on and how it's not, how, how it's kind of like understandable from a character standpoint that this is happening now rather than it happening kind of earlier in her life at some point. So yeah. Um, I, I, so yeah, this is just all to say I enjoyed this, this kind of side plot as well. And then finally, getting back to the Admiral and the Captain, which, um, the, the you gotta remember that the Admiral here is, um, we, we've seen him before and other stuff as well. And he's somebody who's kind of been this kind of, you know, very proud, like, I'm always correct person. And this is, again, what causes some major issues in this episode as well, where we have um, all of this, the, the, the Ferengi are applying to join the Federation and they need to, like, sign a treaty. And Admiral Vadis, Vassery, that's his name, Admiral Vassery, played by Fred Tadiscore, by the way, uh, is negotiating this this treaty and Rom and Lida are kind of doing this smart cop dumb cop routine to get them to make the most out of um, the admiral and and they kind of continuously like through progressive scenes take advantage of him more and more and uh, are able to kind of get more and more concessions out of him. Until finally, the captain, who throughout this time has been like, yo, get this done. Like, you need to stop. You need to finalize this thing. You can't keep giving them concessions. Finally, she gets what she wants. She takes the lead uh, and, and kind of is able to take advantage of Ram and Lita, which then convinces them that actually uh, 
they are that they're someone who truly understands the Ferengi, that they're they'll be respected in the Federation. So it's kind of like that episode of Strange New Worlds with the empathetic species where uh Pike had to kind of do something that would be considered maybe wrong in Starfleet, but is correct for the species to be to be taken seriously by that species. So uh, pretty neat. I really like that. And it was kind of a fun little plot. I, I maybe like this plot maybe the least out of the rest, except it's 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 done good by kind of getting to meet Rom and Lita again, seeing how Rom is like totally obsessed with baseball, how Lita is super sharp and like helping Rom and how they're true partners. Uh, so I really enjoyed it in general. Uh, also, maybe I missed it, but I like that there wasn't a reference to naked Ferengi women like that weird DS9 episode um i'm glad we just moved past that i don't think star trek needs to return to that whole thing so um i was whatever even if they did reference it i'm glad we didn't spend time on it i'll make a big deal out of it that was like very low-hanging fruit for humor and i'm glad we didn't go there so yeah so yeah bart ferengi's heart place decent episode decent episode i'll go into strange new ratings i will stick my neck out because god knows nobody else is on this podcast to do it before me um I think this episode gets a solid like 7.5 out of 10. Like it was, it was decent. I don't think it was like the best episode in the world or anything, but it was like kind of, kind of fun. And um, I would, I would happily watch it again for sure. Uh, also, I forgot to mention when I was talking about the episode that we get a scene in the beginning of a Ferengi ship. And I think it's becoming increasingly clear that the people on these ships that the mystery ship attacks are getting beamed out before they uh they finish or they get the ship gets destroyed also by the way a theme in every one of these is that the lower deckers have been like plotting against their senior officers as well um so it's kind of interesting that that's also happening all right well that's the end of this episode i've talked non-stop for 18 minutes and 30 seconds i think i'm gonna stop now uh thank you to myself for being here <laughs> thank you emily adam bill and rudy wherever y'all are whatever it is y'all are doing whichever babies you are hanging out with and that's not some weird reference it is two of my co-hosts had babies very recently so good for them uh i think those babies have younger ba babies younger than them but let's not go there all right all right well anyway all you all of you i hope you all, my fellow co-hosts i hope you all are having a great time and thank you, dear listener, for making time. Again, if you feel like you want to be on this podcast, find a way to get in touch and let's talk. Could use a couple new co-hosts to join the rotation. And thank you, Tishnagua, for recording our theme music. We always appreciate it hearing you strumming away at the Klingon theme. And special thanks this week to Richard Aya Ode for being a hilarious British comic and making a show that our episode was named after and which... Made the episode's name made me scratch my head and be like, what the heck are they referencing here? Now I get it. It's really great. Alright, everybody. Talk to you later this week because I recorded this so late. Alright, goodbye.